0: Here we are. Here we are. The Data Protection Practice Club with Sonia Zeladon, Chief Compliance Counsel of the Hershey Company. Chocolate, go.
1: A lot of chocolate talk. I've known her a long time. We're from the same hometown. Um, you know, she broke a lot of barriers. Andy, man, like MIT grad, super math with, Then went to law school. You know, she's got a super interesting uh, and like okay,
0: piano's here. Uh, look at her arc, her career arc. It's every wild. every move breaks a barrier. It's exactly. Like, it's like Scadden and White in Case to Living <laughs> Social, the startup. Like yes. People don't go from white and case to startups very often. Like, exactly. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Exactly. And she yeah, She's done some dope things, man. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And,
1: and one more, you know what else? She's also like super involved in like the Hispanic legal community, Hispanic Latino legal community. Like she's part of the Hispanic National Bar Association in leadership roles. And one of my allies and friends there, like she, you know, she's a huge philanthropist. She like she um Flips houses for fun. Like she's just like involved in so many things I can't keep up. Her Instagram, like you, you you and I are Instagram friends, and I'm always up to something. Hers is mine 10X. Like she's always up to something productive. Like I'm sometimes off to like these goofy tangents. She don't waste a lot of time. She's always doing cool things. She's a mom, single mom, raising two kids. Like she's got it all happening at once. And um and she does it. And she does it at a high
0: level. Good for her. Uh, yeah. good for her for for um. Just consistently tackling so many, th- so many things. Like she, and you could tell when we talked to her, just she just loves, loves learning and loves yeah. the, like the fact that companies are gonna throw new things at her. And uh, yeah. we talk about that a lot. But there's yet another example of someone that that thrives on that stuff. And um, awesome. Yeah, she's, she's got GC written all over her. She's gonna be
1: the GC of a large company soon. I mean I'm confident about this. So we'll probably bring her back and she'll be a super boss lady somewhere.
0: <laughs> super interesting. So, um, but let's do it, man. All right. Here we are. Right here. Right here. <laughs> Data Protection breakfast club with Sonia Zeladon. You are Chief Counsel Compliance Privacy International. Yeah. Uh, at the Hershey's Company.
2: Yes.
0: Yes. All right. I got all chocolate retail. here
1: vibes. Uh, Chocolate.
2: Chocolate. Chocolate.
1: But, you re- but you work remote, right?
2: 100%. Yep.
1: So where's home? Miami. I just wanted to hear that. Miami gang. <laughs> <laughs> the 305. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is my Miami sister right here. So I love that vibe. Okay. Um, how'd you end up? Let's just jump in. Like, how'd you end up at Hershey? First of all, I hear Hershey and Hershey's. How do I say this correctly?
2: Hershey. Well, Hershey's, so, either one. They're branded. Both of them are branded, so.
1: They're both real? Okay, good. Because sometimes I hear people say, like, a Hershey kiss. and I hear Hershey's kiss. And I'm like, what is, first of all, why are there so many kisses? And then second of all, I just want to say it right. So I guess it doesn't matter. How do you get into the chocolate business?
2: I was recruited. So the former GC... I knew, um, and he wanted someone to build programs. So I built the pri- to build the privacy and the compliance program for a U.S. based company that was kind of in its infancy. And I had built the programs at Nokia and it seemed like a cool, you know, cool opportunity at Nokia, you know, it's not, it's a great company, it's telecommunications, but I, you know, I get bored easily. So I needed to try something new.
1: Okay. Real, this is important. This is important. This took a turn of great importance snake. Remember the game? Snake? Do we not remember how to play Snake? Are you guys that old? You never played Snake on the old Nokia phones? Oh no,
2: oh no, no,
1: no. People talk about it, but I have no memory of it. What is wrong with you guys? Oh my God, Snake. That's like the most sophisticated video game of all time that is not sophisticated at all. (laughs) But on those old little Nokias, you know, like there was one game and it was Snake. I'm so, I'm sad. Andy, your look of shock is really, I'm sad i never had it snake is a whole thing man you guys are I solid. don't remember you should I mean, should have taken a
2: nokia phone but i don't remember
1: should have taken credit for snake i'm sad about this this makes me sad <laughs> this makes me sad anyway all right cool so you did the nokia stuff high tech obviously like huge data but, but we
2: we could we would argue with the tech the real tech
1: right yeah it's right like, like actual that. like yeah exactly like real infra tech like real stuff <laughs> and then you come to you come to the chocolate place and yeah. then so, talk to me about like the data drama at the chocolate place. I'm sure there's a lot. Like, well, the- um, you know, I was
2: coming from a B two B company, right? So, no direct to consumers, nothing like that. And I come to Hershey in October of 2019, right before the pandemic, as they're trying to accelerate their direct to consumer digital commerce, right? And the idea was to kind of get that build out in 2022, and then the pandemic hits, right? right? And then it's like, ah, uh, we got to do it now. So it it was really interesting because it's a U.S. company. So their position on privacy is quite different than where I was coming from, which was Nokia. And um, so that was kind of interesting. And then having to do that and build uh, a program in the middle of that pandemic as we're accelerating direct-to-consumer digital um, with a team of two, that was not a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, that sounds intense. And and then I'm I'm guessing, and this isn't a criticism of Hershey. It's just because you got Hershey. I don't think of Hershey and think, oh, big tech company, right? Um, did you have to? Do you have to uh, like push up against like non tech culture or background? Like, is there? I work at Facebook. There's a everyday appreciation for the like trials and tribulations of running a tech company, it is a tech company. And so everybody thinks of everything in the course of like data use, data privacy use case. Like this is everybody's language. I'm gonna guess that's not the language of a company like Hershey, right? And so how do you navigate all of these issues that just like Facebook, Hershey has to confront when that shorthand is not there? I think she froze. (laughs) <laughs> She's frozen. For <laughs> well, the
2: population, Look,
1: you froze for a what? second. You froze. I did. Well, you froze. Oh, we froze. The internet is crashing like it was yesterday because my whole oh, internet the internet crashed. crashed. <laughs> yeah. So um, you're back. So how do you do it? How do you do the short? It's
2: it's I I did it. Com- it was like grassroots. Gra- it was a grassroots campaign because yeah. they don't they didn't think privacy isn't was an issue. You know, it's a U.S. company. We sell chocolate. Yeah. What you know, what could be problematic? You know, we, it, you know, they took the position or we were taking the position that we weren't really selling any data. It was more, um, you know, trying to check the boxes to comply with whatever it is that we need to comply with. And it was a grassroots uh, campaign, right? What's our philosophy? Yeah. You know, what's our foundation? You know, soup to nuts. You got to do front end and back end. You got to do trans, you know,
1: I hate the internet, Andy. I'm proud uh. are, you, are you? I think it's her end. I'm, this is what I'm gonna guess. Yeah, done. I think it's you because Andy and I just kept chit-chatting. This is that Miami. This is that Miami internet. <laughs> no,
2: uh, maybe. Let me see. Yeah, Let me, I have like three internet connections. Let me try another one. It's
0: the Miami internet.
1: <laughs> it's the Miami internet. You know, it's being held up by like, a couple of sketchy guys in the back corner of some like cruise ship. I can say this. This is where I'm from. <laughs> like, like the entire Miami internet infrastructure is like at the back of Versailles, in the parking garage somewhere. I'm pretty confident about this.
0: Um, I was there. I was there in January, and uh, the internet worked fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andy, for ruining my
1: fun joke. <laughs> oh man, oh, Sonia, I feel like you're moving and you're digital and you're back. Um, so grassroots to get the Hershey folks online. Did you, How much like teaching do you have to do? I feel like there's probably a lot of that happening. Constantly. Yeah, right. And who are like, like my biggest curiosity, right? In like a super non-tech company that has a lot of high tech stakes, meaning there's a lot of privacy implications to what you do. Like, how do you bring people on? I, I mean, I get it. Like grassroots teach. How do you even get them to listen?
2: You talk their language, right? If you look at Hershey, it's a very purpose-driven company, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about your purpose and philanthropy and doing the right thing, and really big on the human rights and the, and you know child labor and all that. And you kind of kind of fold it into that type of space, right? We don't want to be the ones, you know, being caught in selling data without consent or not giving you know the right parameters for people or consumers and all that, right? The, the brand reputation. That's yeah. how, that's how I try to spin it anyway.
1: No, that makes sense. And so, if
2: at least I mean, it, it wasn't as difficult because the company is purpose-driven, right? So they're really all about doing the right thing. But when the you know when the rubber hits the road and like well doing the right thing, it's you know consent and GDPR like language and all that kind of stuff. They're like whoa 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 wait.
1: See the freeze, Andy? Are you frozen?
0: Yeah, not me.
1: Yeah, I think it's her internet. See, it's the Miami internet, man. <laughs> we're gonna to have to do a blooper reel on this one i like this <laughs> you keep freezing and you, you know keep it's
2: you guys because i have been on zoom calls since 7 today. I a.m today any of the only no. time that
1: i want i don't want to edit any of this out by the way i want it all there. all right it's 7 a.m it. so it's all you two
2: it's not
1: me well, the truth hold is, is I'm, so. gonna
2: switch, I'm gonna switch um internet hold on
1: <laughs> they're, they're, but but yesterday, Andy, I was ha- I was not having problems, but I was hearing about like all this East Coast internet outage shit. So maybe some of that's carrying over. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I honestly I'm, don't know.
0: I'm curious. While you're while I'm curious, like when you said Hershey's purpose-driven company, you kind of hear that phrase sometimes. Like, is that is that baked into the DNA of the company forever, or is that something that's been you know driven lately by you know management team or like how does that happen
2: no this has been forever so it's 105 125 years old right um founded by milton hershey whose entire purpose was to generate money to to feed um his community and to build a school for orphans right so to this day every purchase that you make of a hershey product goes to fund the milton hershey school Nobody knows it, they don't, I mean, you can Google it, but they, they don't advertise it. it, it's not the fad, it's not something that they um, put it on the wrappers or anything because it's really built into the foundation of the company. So it's, um, it's been around even before it was popular. So it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. It, I've never been at a company like this where, it's, where every meeting, every discussion has to do revolves around purpose. You know, does this drive our purpose? You know, it's this, you know, moments of goodness they talk about and, they t- and, you know, they really, really believe it.
1: So I wonder if Milton Hershey thought, I wonder if he thought that, you know, 125 years later there'd be like a Cuban woman running his data protection program. <laughs> you know, like, think of, just think about how much the company has evolved, right? Like, that to me is amazing. Like, the idea of you as a person at Hershey probably could not have existed. Not Your job didn't exist, like, you as a contributor, I don't think Hershey was full of like women executives, 125, that's not a knock to Hershey, it's just the way that the world ran. Um, and and Which
2: so- run by a female, right? The CEO's a female.
1: Yeah. Like think about how amazing this is. Um, now we've got women in charge, women of color in charge. And like, I think that that is like, like a testament to a company's willingness to like, I don't even know what the right word is, but grow and change as, a society gets better. Yeah, in some I
2: mean, they, they try. It's still central Pennsylvania, yeah. right? And so it's hard to retain talent, but they, they really try.
1: Well, I like the idea of doing remote because that's probably how they were able to get you involved. Because um, I just- so I, you,
0: you mentioned something interesting to co- just quickly come back to. You mentioned like in the beginning, sort of people may not think of this company as a tech company, but interestingly, when we discussed having Sonia on, one of the first things that came to my mind is when I was growing up in Baltimore, we went to Hershey Park a lot. It's only an hour from Baltimore. And now I haven't been there in so many years, but now I think to myself, well, when I think about amusement parks and theme parks, I think about apps. And I think about technology driving those. And I think about marketing. And I think about like, all of those things. So then my head naturally just goes, of course, of course, there's a lot going on inside, the inside a company like that. And so yeah. was, that, was that the kind of thing that sort of hooked you and got you intrigued or was it something else?
2: I like building stuff, right? So I like building programs and that, and that's what hooked me. The fact that they had, we were starting it from scratch, there was nothing and, and it needed to be built. Um, and I liked my boss, right? I like, uh, Damien is a or was because he left in December, but he was an African-American GC. I wanted to work for, for him. I went to work with him and um, in building the program sounded really exciting in, in, in a moment in time for Hershey where they were accelerating, right? The direct consumer um, situation and go and expanding internationally, right? So there's, go, there's um, uh, I can say that now because it's already public, but there's a big expansion in Europe, in Germany and other parts of the world and, and I like that kind of stuff. So, and the purpose, the, the perfect, the real purpose-driven company really attracted me to it.
1: I like this. Like, uh, I like, I didn't know this about Hershey's, uh, Hershey at all is like this kind of like purpose-driven, like, uh, philanthropic DNA. I loved that about Salesforce. And it was one of the reasons I went there, right? Like the same thing. Like, I mean, Salesforce, every meeting is about something related to broader goals and benefits and I don't mean benefits for employees, I mean like the world, right? Like just completely enthralled, like like it's hypnotizing because you get, I loved it. I thought it was great. Facebook has some of that. I mean, Facebook is also fighting hundred on a hundred fronts uh, for a million reasons, but Facebook also has a lot of that DNA internally. It's like how, you know, one of the things, it's, it's strange because you work at a company that I think has such a feel good vibe to it, right? And obviously Facebook has this like, there's this tentativeness between the public and facebook right now right and i think part of like part of making that better is like showing our people off i i think because there's a lot of really good people at facebook doing really great work to make the world better right like thousands of people and so like showcasing that is important it you know one of the ways that I think Hershey, as Lisa, as you've explained it, does that is very quietly and humbly, because I didn't know these things about Hershey. Um, and so no, it, yeah,
2: better. yeah, you know I, I work a lot with the government relations team, and we're always we're always you know trying well you that this should be a
1: so you
0: talk
2: about, about that we have schools and you know, this internet sucks. Um, no you're
0: good you're good you're good,
2: you're and, good. and it's a noki HUD, huh?
1: You see, it's the Snokia trash. You see this? I'm just being Um OK, I'm going to switch gears completely because I want to talk about Dope Stuff. When were you at MIT? What do you
2: like mean? When,
1: like, what were the years you went to school? Oh, 99,
2: uh, around that period okay. of time.
1: What was like the woman, the male to female population at that school at the time?
2: Horrific, horrific. So I can tell you that it was maybe 70, 30. I'm really proud of what they've done, that they've increased the female population or the, you know, uh, significantly. But I remember, I don't know, Andy, if you've been into the infinity corridor, you know, that, that really long corridor. And there was one bathroom for women, one women's bathroom and it was in the other end the infinity quarter and there were at least 15 male bathrooms between one and between you know uh that whole thing it was it was so that was start you know really striking and and um you you would never forget that you were always the the only one maybe in a class of, of you know stuff like that but I um, maybe like four years ago they actually got parity, they're like 50 50 51 49 or something so really okay
1: so if, they, if so if now they've kind of figured out how to make it i don't want to use the word equal but like closer to well represented um and then you were there in the late 90s early 2000s so that's like a 20 year that's a 20 year journey to just get women up to like I don't know, just up to, I don't know what the right word is, but like bring the woman student population up to a standard or whatever it is. Why does it take so long to do this? Like, I, I don't understand why, and I'm sure MIT worked really aggressive and it's not the only school that has these problems, but I ask in the context of like STEM, right? Like this is such an emergency, it's like the most important, like higher education, uh, like initiative on earth, right? Is to get people to study STEM because it's the way that not only are they gonna be employed, but we're gonna continue to like innovate and make the world better. I just don't understand why there's so many, like, like why can't universities do an even better job at this? I, I don't understand, I, I don't get it. I blame my school too, like it's every school, but like, I just don't understand why it's taken 20 years to get it to 50-50. What are the barriers?
2: Oh, you really want me to go there? Okay. Yeah, um, what are the barriers, yeah. I, I think it starts in elementary school, right? Starts in, you know, the discrimination of women, the, the fact that they teach math and science is geared, geared towards men. You know, things, there's, there's stats that show that the way girls learn, it's slightly different than boys. Um, you know, boys are louder, more boisterous. You know, they, they're more opinionated. They, they get more advancement in schools. They get more opportunities. And, um, and that kind of, you know, all the way through high school and then college, right? They, they lose interest. Girls lose interest in high school in the math and the sciences.
1: It's interesting you like so. talk about like the different ways boys and girls learn. I think there's differences between men and women work. And a lot of it is also curated towards like amplifying men's strengths and, and marking those as like promotable or advanceable versus women. So I think some of this stuff like bleeds into corporate too. I mean, of course it does, but like in ways that maybe we don't understand. I just some of the smartest, most brilliant people I've met along my career by far. By far, by leagues are women, and all of them have this some story about like that bathroom or like things I never had to think about as a student or as an employee, and I hate that. Like I just I hate that, and I don't know how we fix this. I didn't, I don't know. Anyway, super frustrating.
0: What well, what well, Sonia? What was your experience like? I mean, you like you went to two law firms that I think you know most people would consider like not bastions of. <laughs> for, for, for you know, uh, empowerment of female attorneys. So, like, I, I'm hoping that's changed over time, but I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I look. I'm not gonna say anything bad about scatting because I love scatting, right? It, it 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 made me the lawyer who I am. It 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 gave me the opportunity to live abroad, but right? I lived in Germany for two years. You know, um, with SCAD and I, I became the person that I am. However, mm-hmm. you know, I was the only Latina in their DC office of 1,100 lawyers. Um, I was maybe one of, you know, we had a team of 150 doing like this all for food, you know, investigation. I was like maybe the two women and a sea of men. Um, there were maybe two partners that were male that kind of had like, you know, good equity and 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 we're and trailblazers. So you know, they they had a lot of work to do, and and you know, the implicit bias and and all that kind of stuff was there. But so does Solomon, so the Kravath, you know, so all these top um, law law firms. But you know, we there's not enough of us out there, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I think there's like any to your specific question. I think like law firms have, especially those big white shoe law firms. Um, have like two really complicated challenges. Like they're old good old boy clubs by their nature, they were built that way. Like that is how it was. Like you got some relationships with some rich people, and they hire you, and then the grow, you know, the firm grows. Like that's how these firms started. And that was a business model, right? And in order to have those relationships, you were almost always a hundred years ago a white male. Like that is overwhelmingly true. And a lot of that legacy just still bleeds into like current firm culture i do think firms are making lots of investments so i see it i hear it we push for it like as in-house lawyers like you know when when we engage i only like i have like rules like i won't work with an outside firm that doesn't have a woman partner involved or female associates or people of color like i lay that out very early and i'm like just not going to do it and i don't need their names on a list like i need them doing the work and getting credit for it you know and so um you know a latin man pushing for that in-house 15 years ago is not of be, it's not realistic. And a Latin woman in charge of an entire legal department at a, a major corporation. Uh, and when I, it's also like not a reality 15 years ago or 20 years ago, right? That we didn't have the power to influence that way. I think the other way, and this came up at work yesterday, like, and so I'm interested to hear what you think about this. It's easy for me to apply pressure on the outside firms. Internal pressure though is another thing I think we need to do, right? Like to make the companies also live up to the demand state the companies we work for live up to the demands that we make of the firms that we work with. Okay. How do you, like, do you have to, do you do any of that growth work yourself inside of Hershey or like, how does that look?
2: N- not so much at Hershey because they're really, they're actually pretty committed to increasing the numbers. I mean, I've been, I've never worked at a more diverse legal department as I do now, right? I, I think, let me count. I think I have like seven black women, I think, the, I think, t- Latinos, um, which is the most I've ever seen. So internally, there's there's no issue. Externally, though, we do we think there's a problem because we don't hire just you know big diverse firms. We do hire white shoe firms all the time, which there's not that's not a problem necessarily, you know, but it doesn't increase diversity. And um, trying to work on that a little bit. But but I know I understand that Hershey is not the norm, right, compared to other friends and stuff and companies. So from that perspective, it's good.
1: Andy, how, how about at Alice? Like, it's so small. Like, how do you think about the, the you know, and obviously it's growing. Yeah. How do you think about as you start to scale and you go from like a core leadership team to now like a, now I think you guys are, where do you got now up to like 150, right? Something like that. Yeah. 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 Like when you get to 300, which is going to happen very soon. And then 600 or whatever, how do you, do you think from where you're perched, right? Like GC, like how do you influence making sure that that growth is fair? i meaning is well represented by people of all types.
0: Uh, it's not, I mean, my, luckily, Alice, when I joined, had that already going. So there are some people starting with the CEO that focus heavily on what is Alice doing to promote people to, uh, to bring, to bring diverse people into the business to have, uh, to have diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, as an open conversation that's happening, a team that's focused on it. I mean, we have a lot of people that are, that are driving that forward in the company already when I joined, so that was really fortunate. All I needed to really do was say, this is something that I care about and I'm here to do whatever it is that I can help too. And that's a really easy place for me to be able to be in, because then I can just, I can just um, contribute. And I think as a white man, you have to be careful with how you're contributing to the conversation, right? Like, you can't, you, you can't bulldoze the conversation. You have to participate in the conversation, and you have to be, um, and that's our CEO too. Um, and I think one of the things that's helpful is Alice's business itself is based on being personal. It's um, B2B personal gifting using personal data. But one part, one element of what we do is em- empowering the people that are getting gifts with the power of choice to pick a donation or to do something else. So there's like, it, what's baked into our DNA as a company is the the, I- the idea of diversity within, within the product itself. So we, we just come from a very lucky angle with that company but and i i I do have experience with other companies small and large where like it's a slog to try to change people's minds to try to you know get them on board At, at at alice it's been very simple um in a lot of ways just we recently had a leadership team discussion about well are we requiring bachelor degrees for 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 all of our roles, some roles, <clears throat> we came to decision very fast as a leadership team that that's not going to be a requirement. So, you know, it's I like look, it maybe it's a requirement if I'm hiring a lawyer. <laughs> like somebody has to go to law school and they have to be a lawyer. But the old accountant
1: with no education.
0: Right, so like obviously there are some roles, there are some roles where you're going to say that's not that's not necessarily the the person we're going to hire, but but that's not going to be the case across the board for us. And that I I just think we need to be, companies like ours can be nimble enough to do that decision very fast. And it felt easy at Alice. It doesn't feel easy at every company.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Let me ask one more kind
1: of like human-oriented question, but I'm gonna tie it to privacy here. I think, Sonia, you might be the first guest we have whose company, maybe I'm wrong, but Andy, correct me if I'm wrong, that has a massive sort of like, I don't know if the right word is manufacturing industrial capacity, but you guys make stuff billions of things, right? Like it's food, but like you guys are processing all of these materials into into food. Coronavirus is, I mean, the pandemic, right? Like clearly has to have affected like how you guys make candy and make food, right? Uh, Insofar as like protecting your staff and employees and all of your logistics infrastructure, which I'm sure is massive. Um, How do you run the business in the pandemic? and also like take care of people's privacy insofar as like their medical status based on like coming to work. Like how are we tackling those? How are you tackling those problems?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that was my life between March and June of last yeah. year. So, cause we have manufacturing facilities in Malaysia, China, mm-hmm. uh, in the US, right? They, we, we closed in India, by, Government mandated, but I think maybe only for two weeks. For the rest of the time, all of our manufacturing facilities remained open. So we had to pivot, and we were working with um, labor and employment, health and safety, uh, to try to figure out what to do to keep the factories open, right? Uh, because we're essential business, because chocolate, right? Everybody needs to eat it, and. Um, no, in in all, in all reality, that was a whole other situation because you had to lobby at the state and, and federal level to remain an essential business and remain open. Yeah. yeah. But um, it was you know we had to pivot and think about okay, do we do health disclosure or do we do contact tracing? Do we not do that? You know, do we do the thermal scanners? Do we do the things? You know, where do we keep the data? Do we keep the data? Uh, and, uh, and those kind of discussions. And like in Malaysia, right, we had to keep the data. We had to turn it over to the government uh, where well, they had to do contract tracing. There was all these different parameters. So we went country by country, deciding what we had to do, what we should do and what we were comfortable doing. So in the US, uh, I, didn't, I didn't feel comfortable keeping the data in any server. So we just take temperature, go through the screen, and the story and, um, and in other countries we kept the data and it, it was just one of those risk things. That, but it was really fun because, you know you had to do something different. I had to learn, you know, OSHA, you know, heck, you know, OSHA, ADA, you know, all those kind of requirements. What can and can, can we ask? What can and can we keep? And now we're pivoting and we're trying to de- decide do we vaccinate do we not vaccinate do we mandate it do we not mandate it and if we do who's going to keep that data um are we going to require people to show us proof of um, vaccination and then what what are we going to do with that stuff and massive really
1: interesting I mean, it's like, like a have, like, thousands challenge.
2: and thousands of people
1: it's a massive challenge and you, you i know we joke about like you know whether hershey's is essential or not and chocolate but i gotta tell you and this is true and i'm not just saying this because you're on the show one of my best, like, one of the most comforting channels for me during the pandemic is food. You know, I learned how to grill. I learned how to do all sorts of things. But chocolate played a major role in my mood because, you know, I gave myself a treat. And I love, I love a bunch of different things, but, like, I like, like, the little mini Hershey's almond bars, like, the really, really small ones. And I have bags and bags of these things in my house. And I would just eat one every night just to feel good. Cause like you, every day you'd watch the news and the world was caving in all around you. And it's like, it feels good to give yourself a treat. So as like silly as that might sound I think it's really real. Like my dad, I'll tell you a story about my dad. My my dad is an old Cuban guy who lives in Miami. Um, He has left his house in the last year. I don't know, he goes to the supermarket, the clinic and his little job which is a little shop that he works in by himself. So he's been alone for a year now, alone. And we FaceTime or WhatsApp video chat like at night, right? The man is eating a Hershey's Kiss every time I talk to him. This is a true story. It's a true story. He keeps a little bowl. Just one? No, he's eating Hershey's Kisses as we talk. He's eating Hershey's Kisses as we talk. He keeps a little bowl next to his little like like, uh, sofa table or whatever that thing is. And and the. I'm partial to eat. Oh, that, that's your vibe? I'm, I'm not mad at that vibe either. I love Jolly Ranchers. That was one of my favorite candies as a kid. But like these little things, and I picked that, I guess the reason I tell my dad's story is because I picked up the same little like habit, if that, I don't know if that, that's the right word, but like the same little routine where just at night, just a little piece of chocolate makes me feel good.
0: Yeah, for me, it's its a, the Twizzlers or the Reese's Cups. Those are great. I, love I like in our episode summary where Sonia was like, have you tried take five? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You? Yeah. have you yeah
0: it's good
2: oh my god that stuff is addictive it's the best candy bar on
1: earth i haven't tried it. i'm classic i'm like old school traditional i like old school. Eight, five, i gotta cool. try it i gotta try it well thanks for hanging out with us but friends. Number one yeah. yeah i'm super down to try it send me a link or something i'll buy a bunch of this shit but um i love i mean i'm down thanks for hanging out with us sorry for some of the technical crap we'll figure out how to edit that and make it right um Last Jane. word, anybody, Andy, Sonia? Buy chocolate. Word of, yeah, buy <laughs> <fine> chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> <That's
0: right. laughs> truer words have never been spoken.
1: <laughs> to the point. Thanks, my friend. Right. See ya. All right, bye, guys. Bye.